Welcome to In Him with Pastor Dan Wormuth of Joplin Family Worship Center, located on East 7th Street in Joplin, where they are passionate about sharing the freedom and forgiveness found in Jesus Christ. Now, here's Pastor Dan with this week's edition of In Him. Only a strong, stable spirit can afford to be gentle. Weak-kneed men are bullies. Weak-kneed men are bullies. Bullies throw temper tantrums. They're weak. Jesus was meek. It's what made him strong. He had the ultimate power. If you know who you are, You can stretch your hands out and be crucified on a cross because you know you have a mission. So this look at the heart of a king that God has intended for a gentleman, you and I, to walk in, for us to thrive. That heart that beats on the inside of your chest should beat with a desire to be a king in your house. I'm going to protect. I'm going to... I'm going to lead. I'm going to love. I'm going to laugh. I'm going to laugh a lot. Can I have an amen? So I'm going to laugh more. I'm going to watch more um, Three Stooges so I can hear myself laugh and not be shocked when my, when my sons make me look like... I love them for it. It's just crazy. They, I, sometimes I can't even answer, and Zachariah has already answered it. It's just hilarious. Don't get on him about it. I'm just telling you that I can't take myself serious. They have done a good job with that anointing. They're men. Have you noticed that men have a way of helping other men get over themselves? <clears throat> I hear women saying amen, but I'm wondering if a man, how many of you men know you got friends who know how to help you get over yourself? Yes, Terrence was saying, yes, yes, Lord, I have an anointing to do that. And I won't name which friend, but his initials are (laughs) Isaac Norman. (laughs) And Isaac dishes it right back. And what's so fun is to watch these two sons uh, and brothers just give one another a hard time and laugh. Because they're not, they don't hate each other. They love each other. They want good for each other. You have to just help one another. Can I have an amen? I sometimes call Larry Lawson Ninto. Ask him about it. He'll tell you why. <clears throat> I do it when I think he's in a good mood, though, because he, he's such a blessing to me. The heart of a king, I want to ask you to write something down. The heart of a king is a provisionary heart. Gentlemen, I'm asking that you understand that God has called you to walk with provision for the vision that he has set in your life. A man is intended to be the provider, yes. Now, I know there are many times where, a, where the wife in the relationship makes more than the man. That's not a problem. The point is, is that a man is called to do his part. Even if, gentlemen, you are at the place of retirement, your provision is not just the bank you know, going to the, the bank and cashing that check you made in your life earlier. It's what else are you doing that helps provide in the vision of the ministry of the home? 
I, I know some gentlemen who retired much earlier than their brides. The brides are still working nine to five, but when they come home, that man has already made dinner for her. The house looks great. He's provisionary. Did you hear me? I'm not, I'm not trying to speak to a, a man has to do something uh, that kills him uh, when it comes to working. I'm talking about he's provisionary. He understands that his providing is much more than just his check. <clears throat> the word provisionary is broken down into these two words, pro and vision. If you remember in the Greek, the word pro is before. It's a, a, ahead of time. Provision. Ahead of the vision, God is already anointing you, gentlemen, to walk with an identification of God's purpose and plans for you as a, a family. Every family, every family, every household. Ladies, if you're not married yet, it's on you right now. You can set a course for your household and your family. When the gentleman joins you in marriage, then there's a call for you and him to talk about this vision you have as a family. Sir, you need to own that vision and you need to walk in the provision of the vision, meaning that you're willing to do the part God's called and anointed you to do in being a king, having a vision for what God's plans and purposes are. That will always require faith. It's not just what I can do with my hands. It's also what I do with my heart, what I do with my words, what I, what I do with my getting up of a morning and strengthening the process or before going to bed at night, whatever, wherever the provision is, there's provision. There's a word of faith for your mouth. Listen, I'm at the end of part three, and I, I need to bring us to this point of how a man is called and anointed to walk in a direction that sometimes is dangerous because the floods of life would just drive a, a, a mass of humanity one way or another, but a, a king pillar can stand against the tide and say, ah, uh -uh, this is God's plan for us. A, a wife really wants to know, do you even have a vision for our family? Do you have a purpose for our household? Do you, do you know what God wants for us? Provision is not just an opportunity for an increase in pay. It's knowing the will of God for your family because that temptation of an increase of pay may be a distraction from the way God had already set the course for you. That's part of provision, the ability to have and see what God's purpose is. I know many people who have chosen not to step in a direction that looked like a couple extra bucks was what they wanted. If the will of God is for you to be here and do this, and he has set a course for you, and then you're distracted over here, that will take you away from what God was establishing for you in your household. My father and my mother were never moved by what was a financial increase, but always by what is the will of God. One thing I learned about from our, our mom and dad was that they, they would look at God's plan for them and their own desires, and they would see how God had been putting um, a mark on their life. He gave them desires, and they would, they would lay those desires before the Lord on the altar and see how their desires lined up with his will. And more times out of not, more times out of not, the desires that had come from the Lord were lining up with his will and they were the ones needing to make any nuance of an adjustment.
to the will of God. They weren't light years away from each other because they had already sought the Lord first because my dad had sought God because I could hear him late at night calling on the Lord. I could hear him early of a morning calling on the Lord. I knew that he was seeking what is God's heart. If you seek his heart, you'll know his vision. I think there's a lot of women in homes, a lot of wives who have an ability to be sensitive to the voice of the Lord. But I'm just going to ask you today that while ladies are anointed to nurture in a way that men are not, men are called and anointed to nurture in a way that women are not. And that means, gentlemen, we must know the voice, the heartbeat of our Father God. We need to know his heartbeat so we can appropriately let our heart come into the rhythm of the heart of God. Is that called arrhythmia? What, what is that called when your heart gets out of rhythm? Is it arrhythmia, doc? So when a heart gets out of rhythm, there's things that you got to do. One, get it back into right rhythm. I think sometimes medication can help maintain a correct rhythm. And then sometimes they have to literally do a, a, a shock your heart, and which means it's a stopping and a restarting sometimes or shocking. And I don't know all the technical terms of that. Um, and I'll ask Dr. Austin after a while, but I can say this to you, that there are more times than not that men have gotten out of the plan of God and the will of God and just the purposes of God because their own heart rhythm is out of, out of sync with the heart rhythm of their heavenly father what causes that pastor dan a tyrant in their home when they were a child when their own father didn't seek the face of god and the heart of god then they didn't learn how to align their heart when there wasn't a father present at all dad's right upon our hearts who we are and how we are to be with others so instead of a king setting in the lazy boy, the king gets on his horse and he guards the home. He chooses that he's just going to ride the, the parameters of his domain. He's going to check the timbers of the bridges and make sure they're safe for his family to continue to cross those bridges and get to the places that they need to get to. He, he finds himself scanning the horizon for any potential threat that might be coming, and then he responds, not reacts, but responds to those threats with the weaponry of the warfare of God that's been given to him. Out of the heart of a king flows a sense of purpose and stability, justice, a king Inside, the king pillar inside of a man causes that man to possess strong qualities of order, establishing reasonable patterns and structures. I want to say that again. When the king pillar is right in the heart of a man, then in his home there will be order, not chaos. Things can get chaotic. I'm talking about utter chaos. The king pillar helps that man to just establish reasonable patterns and structures. I say reasonable patterns and structures because there have been those tyrants that the moment they came home, they expected that the dinner would be hot and on the table, whether they were willing to come home at the exact same moment every night or not. There have been men who have been tyrants and have never had a king pillar in, in place and they've just screamed and yelled and, and it has taught the children 
to do the same against their mom. One of the ugliest things in the world is a child who back talks a mom because the husband has been trash talking his wife. Just in case you didn't know, there's this movie called, well, it's a movie with Medea in it. And there's these two children and Wilma, the children are trash talking their dad and their mom and anyone else. The two children keep doing it. And Medea comes in the room and hears them and Medea begins to make an adjustment. I would not necessarily advocate the type of adjustment, but it seemed to work in the movie. And then she just demanded, she, Medea put in place, there will be order. You will not trash talk your mom or your dad. You won't call them by their first name. You're 10 years old. You're not going to call them by the first name. And, and Medea just put, if you don't know who Medea is, you know at your own risk. But I'm just saying that when I watch the way she put order in a very chaotic situation and the way the response was in that particular clip, the children no longer called their parents by their first names and no longer did they run their mouth against each other. And then Medea straightened out the wife and the husband. Sometimes you just need the voice of the Holy Ghost to come across as a little Tyler Perry clip right there and just help you understand. I'm saying to you gentlemen that if you trash talk your wife in front of your kids, your kids are going to trash talk your wife. And that's wrong. Let me tell you why it's wrong. An ancient sage in the name Marlene Wormuth and Daniel Wormuth Sr. said, I brought you into this world. Take you out, make another one look just like you. Look at your neighbor and say, he's almost done. Believe it or not. Reasonable patterns and structures. Why? Because when we have reasonable patterns and structures, they maintain a sense of calm. So for us, we enjoy having a particular night of the week that's a family night. And it, it, the structure is we know we're going to have family night. And maybe we're eating in, maybe we're eating out. But we know we're going to gather together and just we hear each other's voices and laugh. And laugh a lot because dad is just funny. <laughs> I don't ever feel mocked by the boys. It's just amazing how they compare it, my voice. I, I, I find it interesting. I'm one of the wealthiest men in all the world. Bill Gates has got nothing on me. My wife loves me, prays for me, walks beside me. I feel like a king in her presence. And she is the queen of my life. I have sons who love God and are sold out to Jesus Christ and are passionate about people. Ladies and gentlemen, I am above all men the wealthiest on the planet. They love you and they love your children. Do you know who Bev Brust is? She don't let just anybody work with her in, in that preschool program and daycare. My sons became great men because of the way they learned how to care for other people's children. 
My sons worked, their first jobs were working in preschool. And now that I'm bragging on Jesus, I just want you to know they love you. I am, I am blessed to have men who have said, I believe in the call of God for their own lives and how it connected to the call of God in this house. I have a son and daughter of love who are serving the Lord on the West Coast because God knows the West Coast is in need of revival. Can I get an amen? Today I say to you that gentlemen, we are called to walk as kings. We set patterns, patterns that bring about a sense of peace and safety and calmness. There are certain things that we do every night with the little ones. There are certain things that are done with them in the morning. There are certain components that we just look to fill their life with a sense of normalcy. We live in a world that is bound and, and attacked constantly by the tyranny of the urgent, losing the sense of order and vision and provision. The king is intended by God to build us, build every member of his household and family to be that person God called them to be. Let me just say this to you. When the king pillar is balanced in a man, the realm of his domain flourishes. When the king is home, the castle is secure. When the king pillar is out of balance, everything is shaky. People tremble. Even the pets hide. <laughs> Relationships totter. Finances crumble. When the king is in his home, the home feels sometimes more like an abandoned hospital because of him being out of balance. But when the king pillar is strong and in place, he provides a safety that not only he and his family enjoy, but so too those who come into his home. When the king pillar is in place, he can give of his very self and yet find wholeness and security. He can offer his own flesh as a living donor to see another king's king pillar stand strong. The king pillar, it's a giving, caring, sensitive, living, life-filled pillar. In these last words, Richard Byrd, do you remember Admiral Richard Byrd? Who remembers him? Several of you. Who went to school with him? <laughs> Please don't raise your hand. He traveled to the North Pole, and he was known as America's foremost explorer. He said um, at the end of his illustrious life and literally on his deathbed, he put it all in perspective for every one of us men today. In the end, quoting him, in the end, two things matter to a man, regardless of who he is, and they are the affection and understanding of his family. In the end, two things matter to a man. The affection and the understanding 
of his family. He went on to say, and anything and everything else he creates are insubstantial. They are merely ships given over to the mercy of the winds and the tides of prejudice. But when the family is an everlasting anchorage, a quiet harbor where a man's ship can be left to ride the moorings of pride and loyalty. There was something about Richard's life. Admiral Byrd understood that his family was this greatest investment he had ever made. And he was able to place it on his deathbed in words that would help us as men stand the king pillar up nice and straight and tall. The Holy Spirit is in this room ministering to more people than you realize. And I'm going to ask today that you would be willing to allow the Holy Spirit to just write the pillar of the king. If it's tipped, bending, or laying down, and if it's strong and stable and in its right place, wherever you might be, I'm going to ask that men in the room would just stand to their feet if you would, please. Every man. Isn't it nice to be able to say that? Can't say that in Canada today. Not allowed to use pronouns in Canada today. It's against the law. I could go to jail if I were pastoring in Canada. Can't call you male or him. I guess Canada's not all it used to be. I'm looking at men all across this room and I'm saying to you today that the king pillar, the king pillar, is this first pillar in this series that must be strong and stable and in place. I'm asking that you would allow the king pillar to be righted if it's been bent or if it's laid off to the side. See, leaning too far one way makes us a tyrant. Leaning too far the other way makes us just a wimp. But when it stands strong and in its place, we understand that we are empowered to serve. We are empowered to lift. We're empowered to see what God's plan is for our wives, for our daughters. And we infuse them with words of life and health. There's something about when a man just takes a breath and thinks for a moment and says something that just blesses the, the heart of God. And it's when he worships God and identifies that God is yet good. In the weakest moment of my father's physical being, at the end of his life, I clung to every word. Like this Admiral Richard Byrd, my father had found a safe harbor. The moorings of his ship were secure. The affection of his family provided him a safe harbor in the last moments of his life here as he took that final trip into the presence of Jesus. I'm asking you today, gentlemen, to let your heart be rightly aligned with the heartbeat of Father God. In this first pillar, I'm going to ask that this week you'll allow the Lord to just simply lead you in that direction, align you, show you. I think praying in the Holy Ghost is one of those, you know, what do you call that? A 
shock your heart into place and order and beat. Let the Holy Spirit just be a defibrillator and bring you to life again. Men don't beat down women. Those are tyrants and wimps. Men stand strong and protect and guide. This morning there was such a sense that God is wanting to strengthen and heal the woundings. So I'm going to ask that as we are ending this service, gentlemen, you would just allow me to lead you in a prayer. Gentlemen, if you would, please just reach your hands this direction. just want to bless you. Every man who was not done right by your father, every man under the sound of my voice who may have not had proper guidance, every man who has struggled with a personal relationship with your dad, I want you to know that that will no longer be an excuse for not being able to be the man God has ordained and authored you to be. It is a fact that you may have been slighted, cheated, abused, and hurt and wounded. You may have had a great dad and you have found yourself to be filled with just wonderful memories. But one thing is for sure, God, although he uses a dad to write a message on a man's heart that he can walk in a right relationship with God and his family, he doesn't leave that up to the final choice. He gave his son to provide access for every one of us men to know the love of our Heavenly Father and walk in the strength and ability of being a righteous and moral man. So right now I'm going to ask that you would just say these words with me, if you would, from your heart. Say, Father God, I ask that you would establish the king pillar in my heart and all its authority and all its power in all of its vision and provision to be a righteous man, a moral man, a man after your heart. I ask that you would establish that pillar in strength and ability to provide and protect, to give future and hope to those that you've called me to serve. Today, Lord, I surrender my life to you. Allow the foundation of this pillar to be strong. I want to be the man you've called me to be. I surrender to you. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to In Him with Pastor Dan Wormuth of Joplin Family Worship Center. Listen to this broadcast again at KNEO.org. You can also download a podcast version of today's message by searching KNEO on iTunes. Joplin Family Worship Center is located on East 7th Street in Joplin and has ministries for all ages. They invite you to join them this week for Sunday morning worship at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. Find out more at jfwc.org or facebook.com slash Joplin Family Worship Center. Follow Pastor Dan on Twitter at Daniel H. Wormuth. Thank you for listening. And remember, in Him, you are free.